Hello, I'm Bud, and welcome to Bud's Beer Blurb, the podcast. This is episode one, and we have a ton of stuff for you here today. On the show, we have Rob and Lewis from Growler Power, and they're going to tell us all about their unique portable kegerator. My co-host Nick Briggs and I will be telling you about Night Shift Brewing's strongest female lead. That review is coming right up. Plus, we have a little segment called Hops 101. I'll be telling you about some unique hops. That's all coming up, so please stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I'm Bud from Bud's Beer Blurb. I'm Nick from Bud's Beer Blurb. And this is our podcast. This is our first episode, and we actually have a treat for you. We have two gentlemen who are bringing us an amazing product called Growler Power. This unique device is going to revolutionize the growler industry. With me is Lewis Westfall and Rob Zalanka, and they are the co-founders of this incredible device. Gentlemen, welcome to the show, and let me start by asking you the obvious question. What is Growler Power? It is everything. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't disagree with that, but give us a little more than that. All right. More specifically, Growler Power is a beverage system that connects to the standard universal growler container. It dispenses, it pours it in style, it keeps it cold and fresh for uh, at least two weeks, and it allows you to take that pub taste home time and out, time from out. the brewery. Time out. You're telling me a growler will last two weeks. How is that possible? Well, it is possible because last year we went to Two Roads Brewing. Uh, area, was it Area? Yeah, area 2. Area 2, thank you. Developmental. The R&D facility. Um, and we uh, brought our growler power in, um, and we ran a blind taste test in front of about 30 students. They're, uh, I think it was their sensory class, their beer science program. And uh, so we, Lewis actually went down two weeks prior to that and uh, connected one of their growlers into our growler power and put it into the fridge. Um, and then took a regular standard growler, uh, not connected to our system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he poured a little bit out of each. Yeah, we ran a controlled experiment. We poured at least one pint out of each growler. Um, and then our, you know, the one connected to our system backfilled with the CO2, yep. like a standard keg. Mm-hmm. Like um, a kegerator. At, like a kegerator okay. at a bar. Okay. Um, and the other growler, we just sealed up like you would at home. Right. Where you would put it in your fridge and oh. uh, p- pray to the beer gods <laughs> that it was, oh, that you heard, <laughs> that you heard the sound that you wanted to hear next time you opened that yeah. growler. And they, they tasted these well, two week old. So we, we set them in the corner of their development walk-in, mm-hmm. put signs all over it, do not touch. You know, we didn't <laughs> want anybody <laughs> disturbing those over the two weeks. Yeah. Um, and we came back two weeks later and we stepped into their kitchen, set up the blind taste test for the pourings, and it became it was part of their uh, sensory class. Um, at the end of the sensory class, we went in with a questionnaire and cool. had them taste both of them and took the results and uh, here we are. It was it was hands down. So uh, growler powered definitely worked. beat the other one. Yeah. It it worked. Well yeah, not only that, awesome. but we introduced a third test, right? The freshly poured growler that afternoon, probably with within a couple hours of the really? actual taste. Right. Right. Test. Yeah. Wow. So you had uh, the same beer. I forget which see. one it was, but uh, it was one of the okay. beers that you could tell it, it's not very forgiving. Uh, you could tell if it's it's off it, a little bit. It, really right, that's right. It was it was their Hellas. Hellas, thank you. Oh, it was their yeah. Hellas. That's so we wanted fragile. something. Yeah. That we, we wanted something that was limited in the number of ingredients. Mm-hmm. Hellas Lager is is like very pure yeah. flavor. You either do it right or you don't do it at all. 
Gotcha. Um, and I will say Two Roads is probably one of the highest ranked, I, in my opinion. In uh, Connecticut, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a personal favorite of mine. Beautiful. Yeah, um, everything they have there is a hell of a beer, honestly. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. So let me take a moment and try to describe this to everyone, because, I mean, you're hearing this, you're not seeing this. Yeah, I was looking at it. He was saying you bring it home in style looking good, and I got to agree with him. That's, that is it, an incredible-looking thing right yeah. there. So it, it looks like a barrel. Well, your, your logo is uh, St. Bernard, and you know the, the St. Bernard has that classic barrel underneath the to save people from avalanches. It looks just like one of those barrels. It slides open. There's like two doors that slide down from the top, and then it opens the con- uh, the chamber which the growler goes into, correct? Correct. And then from there you have the CO2 in there, and there's a faucet at the front of it, and they also have a, a, a strap that goes on it so you can carry it around. And you can also pack this thing with ice. And it's impressive looking. I mean... This right here, I guess we're looking at, oh, you even got a little pad to go in the front. That's cool. Love to see these at festivals, just people walking around with a uh, <laughs> keg around them. You know, Nick and I were talking about this, too. This would be a great thing for, like, you know, you have, if you have a game night and you have some friends over or something like that, you just pop this on the table and everybody just perfect have that. Yeah, that. Perfect party piece. Right. Yeah, Beautiful. exactly. We have you done know, that. It's something it, that they're going to talk about it, too. And I mean, everyone loves right. beer, so. Right. The great thing about this that we have found is that, if you have a couple of friends, let's say two or three friends that have one of these, right? Now you have three of them. You can get together oh, at a party nice. and you can have wow. three separate beers That's going. Great. If if you do, this will hold also a one-gallon growler bottle. So a gallon. One gallon. <gasps> so I think your toughest part is going to be to find somebody that can do it, that will, <laughs> that will actually pour a one-gallon growler because yeah. the standard is a 64-ounce. Right. But it'll also hold the 32, which is the smaller mm-hmm. grunt, is yeah, what a lot crowler. of people call it. The crowler is a 32-ounce can. We haven't we haven't cracked that can yet, but... <laughs> the, the stubby 32-ounce growler is sometimes known as a squealer. A squealer yes. or a grunt. I have them yep. here. You can see them. Yep. We're, we're in uh, Estes Irish Pub right now, which is you know, basically my bar in the basement. But I have a few uh, squealers, <laughs> growlers... Crowlers, things like that in here, and yep. uh, so we have some examples. It is a cool spot, bud. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, how did you come up with this idea, guys? goes back into 2015, 2016, for me anyway, going to a couple parties. Uh, one of the party was called Palooza, so we have a charcuterie board right in front of us. So it was one of those, like, foodie-type parties uh, where everyone brings something special to it. And so back in the day, people were bringing beers from their favorite breweries, local breweries, and the best way to do that at the time was through growlers. So people walked in with you saw a number of these sort of nondescript brown growler containers just on the counter at the bottom of the fridge, and uh, you could tell these people were proud of what they brought, that uh, they really look forward to sharing it with their friends, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of growlers just sitting around getting warm. No one knew what was in it. No one was interested in it. Some were just kind of lost at the bottom of the fridge, so I thought, that's not a very good way to celebrate um, and proudly pour something that someone probably waited in line for. Right. And brought all this weight to the party that happened once a year that everyone looked forward to. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought there was a better way to, to celebrate these growlers, these local breweries, and, and the beer. Um, so Lewis and I got together, and, and we he had this, this, the same love for craft beer, local craft beer, much, I admit, deeper knowledge of it than me. Uh, we came up with this contraption that uh, 
it does everything that we think a uh, contraption should for a beer like that. Keeps cool. it cold, mm-hmm. keeps it fresh, mm-hmm. preserves it, pours it in style. It's portable. It's super cool. Um, and, and you can actually personalize it. So it's, it's, it's the best way for someone to really um, show their love for not just the beer or, 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 or craft beverage, cocktails, you name it, but also right. the brewery that, uh, that they go to and visit all the time, a brewery that gives back in their community as well. So Cool. And right. Definitely, when you say portable, when you handed it to me on your arrival, I was very surprised at how light it actually was. I right. was expecting to be like, holy crap, what the hell is this? But no, it lifted right up. It was beautiful. Right. Yeah, you, you certainly wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to pick up prototype number one. <laughs> so just going back in the history, so Rob and I worked together across the street from the airport, one of the aerospace companies. Okay. And so we've been working together for since 2011. Okay. Uh, we both started probably within a month or so of each other, oh, and wow. we sat in the same cubicle. <laughs> and so we shared back and forth about, you know, what we did over the weekends, and I found out that his wife is a food critic, serious foodie, serious mm. uh, wine, serious, you know, beverage guy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and so we started sharing a lot of stories about, you know, local breweries, local uh, distilleries, you know, local restaurants, and the like. And then he came to me in the afternoon uh, uh, one day and was like, he spun his chair around. He said, so I got a question I want to ask you. <laughs> and we started yeah, talking memory, about, by the way, <laughs> we started yeah, talking exactly. about the, um, the, the concept of how do we keep a growler fresh mm-hmm. had always been something nagging me in the back of my head, but I never took it to the next level. And we sat down over the next, you know, probably year or so and hammered out kind of, okay. Wow. What's the problem? How do we solve it? Where, you know, what do we need to introduce? How do we get it done? He shows up with, seriously, a wooden barrel, about twice the size of this one. I can totally see you doing that. And we're like, how do we make a prototype out of this? I'm like, our first prototype was actually an igloo that I punched all, you know, used a Mm -hmm. hole saw and punched punched something through the side and we Mm -hmm. put a regular tap on it. And then we said, well, we got to go compact, right? We got to right. get smaller. Little did I know he was going to come back with this. What we ended up cutting open in my basement and turning this thing into it's almost like a pirate's chest. It's got a lid that opens up. Little it, chain. It's chains hanging, you know, <laughs> keeping the lid in. Yeah, it, it's pretty well. It will be going into the corporate museum. There you go. Um, once we establish <laughs> our headquarters and, you know, near the down near downtown Hartford. Okay. And it's painted like a like an item in the Beetlejuice movie. It's it's got white stripes on it, otherwise it's black. It, uh, it's actually got a chalkboard uh, front to it, so you can uh, again oh, back to the personalization, right? You can take color chalk yeah. and you know draw yeah. whatever you want on there. So that's cool. That was that was the start of the, the design and how this was going to look was with that wooden barrel and it's kind of shrunken down and gotten lighter. Nick, to your point, and this is what we have in front of us now. Cool. All if, right. it, if it's open, don't say growler power three times though. <laughs> oh, I tell you, that'd be terrible. And then what, growler boy shows up. I mean, <laughs> no, this doesn't sound like the worst thing to show. No, no. <laughs> I, I love I love your logo. I really do. Uh, it's so cool. It's it's so basic that it's it's superior. I really I love it that you got this uh, Saint Bernard with a little bit of a barrel. It's like a yeah. I've been looking at the entire time. It's simple, but it, it gets the point across, yeah. and it, it's yeah. great. I it really it. is. You guys, you you brought a growler beer, correct? We did. And where where did you get the beer? We got the beer from Problem Solved, which is uh, in my hometown, East Windsor, Connecticut. Beautiful. And what beer is it? Do you know? Um, it's one of their IPAs. In fact, it's a New England IPA. 
Oh, you brought the chaotic, chaotic logic in. Beautiful. You, you know how I know this was mellow meant to be is because they just about kicked the keg when, keg when they finished their growler fill. So, you that's, know, it was, that's a special moment. That's his fate. Because <laughs> usually it means free beer. But anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so you're going to assemble this and tap it right here in front of us, correct? I'll explain a couple of basic elements of it, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll go over, you know, I'll, I'll attach a keg to it, and or a, uh, a growler. Well, you can attach a it. keg to it if you want to. Well, I yeah, our version of it. Roger keg. that. Um, all right, so the first the first thing that I'll point out is we've got a nice little uh, miniature bar tray awesome. here. It fits right into the stanchions um, on the bottom here, okay. and now you've got a nice little drip tray. Mm-hmm. That is is going to be dishwasher safe, right? Like a bar, right? Bar. Just like a bar. Now, just real quick, this is the prototype, correct? This is one of the early versions of the prototype. Okay. I think we call this one one point five. We oh. actually have a two point that's out there. Nice two point is good. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, that is a, a much larger diameter. Okay. This one we talked about earlier will hold a gallon. This one will not hold a one gallon growler. This one is okay. not the prototype that's big enough to do that right. the commercial version that we do sell will actually hold and okay. 2.0 holds a one gallon size growler but the science behind it is all the science same. behind it is exactly all the right. same take correct. it away sir correct okay so here in the front you have a um, miniature version of the same flow control faucet that many bartenders ha- or many craft breweries have. Mm-hmm. You have a little flow control knob on the side here that allows you to control the flow, minimize the amount of head that, that forms. Cool. Um, it's actually really important as soon as you tap because, you know, as you tap a regular keg, mm-hmm. you usually end up having to pour out or run right. quite a bit to, yeah. to get the all of the excess gas yeah. out of the line. Um, we don't have that problem. Um <laughs> The other, the other thing to point out is we are going to be using, the, the plan is to use a coiled, the old phone cord mm-hmm. that right. you and I would remember. Yeah. These kids won't. <laughs> the Gen X guys, yeah. <laughs> two old men here. Holy crap. Um, so we have two lines here. One, the blue line on this one, this is our prototype. Again, we're uh, unsure of the colors you know, on the production right. version, but the larger line will actually be the liquid. Mm-hmm. And then the black line or the smaller line is actually the gas that cool. goes in. Okay. Um, we have a cap here, mm-hmm. um, and then this is what fits to the top of the growler. Beautiful. Here we have our regulator. Oh, wow. Um, we have a nice little regulator that has an off position. That's And awesome. then an adjustable setting so that you can set the gauge. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, 8 to 10 pounds. We're probably going to have a, I shouldn't say probably, we will have a, a pressure guide. Okay. Uh, it's... Kind of interesting that, that different styles of beer use different pressures. Absolutely. Um, in most cases, though, you'll never go over 12 pounds. Okay. And our production version of the regulator will have a relief valve set probably anywhere from 15 to 16 pounds just sense. to be safe. That makes sense. Um, That's great. And keep the, keep the user safe. Yep. Um, That's a good idea. It'll also be a really nice element to be able to release the gas as you're changing out your, you turn the regulator off, release the gas out of the, the growler yeah. so that you don't get the nice little pop and get beer all over you see followers listen these guys have thought this thing through uh, this is amazing piece of technology in front of us. I, I love it so far. So I apologize. I just wanted to say that no. this, this is to think about your your customers' safety 
in this way, I'm impressed. I really am Absolutely. impressed. Go ahead. Sir. Absolutely. The, the gas that we can use, first and foremost, I, I have to make it a point to say, make sure you use food grade gas. Absolutely. You certainly do not want to be sucking down beer that, you know, right. has got welding gas on the top of it. <laughs> or but pa- anyway. <laughs> paintball gas, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, all the paintball guys. Because this is a larger cylinder. This is the 74-gram CO2 mm-hmm. cylinder. They also manufacture a 16-gram nitrogen cylinder, the mm-hmm. same size, same threads, that can also be used in this if you wanted to decant a nice bottle of wine oh wow and save the wine yeah instead of letting it oxidize and throwing it away nice or using it as a salad dressing <laughs> it's hard to justify a 65 70 bottle of wine yeah. as, as a salad dressing that you have to put over your steak right exactly <laughs> but again this is a this is the 74 gram cylinder this is a much larger cylinder available mm-hmm. out there in food grade they also manufacture the smaller ones that more people are are, are familiar with for paintball but they also make food grade versions of mm-hmm. those that have the threads on them. Okay. And there, there will be an adapt. There be two adapters on the regulator: one for the larger cylinder and one for the smaller cylinder. Excellent. Okay. Okay. So first thing to do is to attach said cylinder mm-hmm. to the regulator. Oh, it makes a funny a noise little too. Bit of, little bit of gas as <laughs> you get through. Excuse me. But now, yeah, pardon you. <laughs> but now we can go ahead and I'll make sure there's no water in here but now we're oh yeah cooking that's a gas. beautiful sound <laughs> it really is all right and so now my kind partner is going to hand me a growler now the nice thing about this <laughs> the nice thing about this coil hose mm-hmm. is it expands yeah and so now you can do this oh, without really? having to yeah. readjust things all right, so now there is a small void on the top here as they filled the growler up, but mm-hmm. you're going to be just fine because this is likely going to go in. And so it's like a cork, that. and then so there's a there's a rubber stopper here, uh-huh. and then the two um, lines, yeah, the two lines are connected into the rubber stopper, and then it's basically just twist it right onto. Wow, look at that! The growler. Oh. And there we go. And actually, you're starting to get some. Yeah, you can see it going in there. Up in here. All right. Uh-huh. Now, what we've done is we've designed this to be to sit upside down. Oh, okay. So I get it. So you get everything. Yes. Out of the growler. That makes sense. Look at that. Don't now, we... because this is one of our early prototypes, it does not have the tray okay. on the inside mm-hmm. that will come. With other growlers, so it'll automatically the, the sit there. Powder. It, right, it'll be a tray that actually cradles. It'll be nice. It'll cradle the smaller grunt mm-hmm. uh, or squealer. Uh, it will cradle the sixty-four ounce, and then it'll also cradle the one hundred twenty-eight, the one-gallon growler. Gotcha. Um, okay. It'll orient it in such a way, and then there'll also be channels that you can put ice right. down inside it. All right. As well. Cool. So now, so it's tapped. Uh, just to it's make sure there. that we are. All closed up. That's, I just wanted. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that since it's over my computer. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to pressurize up to about 12 pounds. Okay, so you just turn the dial and watch the gauge. Dial and, Simple and as that. Feel it engage. It'll be, it'll be kind of loose as you, as you uh, open the valve up to the, uh, the air pressure. Okay. And then as soon, uh, the, the tray will actually also have a little spot for oh, the, nice. the, the regulator. 
either size bottle right. you have in it. And so now you're all set and ready to go. And then if you want to close things up. Awesome. Okay, so you could like put this in your fridge if you know if you got room in your fridge. It, interesting you say that because we designed this to be able to fit from the front of this. Now you'd take the drip tray off, but mm-hmm. from the front of this to the back of this will actually fit in the depth of a regular refrigerator. You designed Even though it. we designed it with that in mind That's because we knew that there was an opportunity, you know, maybe they get to the end of a, maybe a, 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 one of our customers gets to the end of a party and they don't want to, right. they want to keep it in, in under pressure, mm-hmm. right? And keep it fresh. Right. Goes in the fridge. and Nice. Just take the tray off. Uh, we, we couldn't really design for right. that. Yeah. Take the tray That's off and the deal. tray will actually goes inside. So it's <laughs> for storage purposes. So you won't lose it. Like Throw I it do. inside and then away you go. All right, but otherwise you pack it with ice. Otherwise you pack it with ice. Nice. Right. Okay. All right. right. Well, and he- you can use you know the ice, or we we like to use the ice packs. Yep. Right. The that you freeze if you have a yeah, if you build a mold and you want to shape it the right way, then <laughs> okay, it, uh, you can do that as well. All right, so we're gonna have our inaugural pour here. We are. All right, here we go. <gasps> I'm hearing the gas. Oh, look at that. We have a nice beer. It's got a little bit of head on it at the moment. It does. But I mean it's just this thing got just got tapped. Wow. There's a kegerator sitting on top of Maybe my bar can, right now. Yeah. Look at that. I, so if you listen carefully, you can hear the gas. I going can hear back bubbling. In, yeah. yeah, that is crazy. So anybody who's on YouTube, listening to this on YouTube, you can see the video of how this just worked and you can see that beautiful beer. That is that is awesome. May I? Absolutely. Oh, Cheers. I'm privileged. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have a a, a beer from a, a growler power. Here we go. We're gonna have to review this beer. That smells wonderful. Mm, that is wonderful. That's nice. So this will last two weeks. It will last two weeks. That you, is crazy. Cause like, I mean, I I, I don't buy growlers because I know better. I, I use it with a, a, a crowler, and those don't last long for me. Uh, beer bloggers, we drink too much. But this is great. I mean, the one thing that we conceptualize, that, that Rob and I conceptualized, is the beer thing. You know how they say, don't never drink alone. It, it's not about that. It's about beer. Is a, Beer is, uh, it always has been for me, a communal thing. Yes. It's, and I mean, it goes back to you know the beer gardens in Germany, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a community thing, it's a celebration thing, it's bringing people together. So when we do that, we're people will say, and we've had some people, some naysayers say, well, it's, a, it's sixty-four ounces, it's four pints, that's mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it might be only four beers, four sixteen-ounce beers, mm-hmm. but if you're pouring four-ounce beers, right? It's it's it's. Yeah. 16 of them, and, and right? And it's downsizing your consumption, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with your enjoyment. Right. Because now you're you're imbibing in smaller quantities, but you're enjoying it with a much larger audience, and you're sharing this. And then you're not stuck with a half log or a, a, right. a quarter barrel right. of a beer that you pull one beer, one glass off of, and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh God, this thing's horrible. Why yeah. did I buy a full keg of this? Now you've you've got you can move around, right? You can, you've got some flexibility. You can have people at your party mm-hmm. 
bring their favorite growler of beer, mm-hmm. and then you can just rotate through the growlers right. with, That's, this, with this instead of... Well, like you said earlier, you, if you have like two or three people with this, now you have a tasting session going on rather than a keg party, and it's all about the flavor of the beer. Right. It's all about that taste experience. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you for demonstrating that for us. I, I, I think that's fantastic. And the beer is good, right, guys? I, I like it. Uh, we're going to have to do a quick review on that real uh, so that people understand exactly how good this is. All right. This, this is amazing. I, I love this product. This is a prototype. You have another one that is the engine. Your engineer has it. Here's the big question. Mm-hmm. When does this thing go into production? When can we get our hands on Growler Power. So we have about 50 to 60 customers who support us through our Kickstarter campaign a couple years ago that are waiting for their units. Um, but they're going to be the first ones to get our production units. That's what we promised them. They're the first ones to take a risk on us. Mm-hmm. So the plan is we're raising money right now to be able to afford the tooling, the minimum order quantities on the components, mm-hmm. some final engineering work that uh, fortunately we received a, I'll call it a grant from Yukon several awesome. months ago. And so we're going to be funding that. So we're not slowing down. We're moving, mm-hmm. but we need to get through the engineering, the final engineering stuff that we need to do followed by the more expensive investment, which is the tooling and the components. Uh, once we secure those funds, then it will be hopefully not more than two or three or four months before we're able to actually make some of these units for our Kickstarter customers. I understand you, you had this 3D printed. Yes. And your other one was also 3D printed? Correct. Indeed. So we're talking about you're going to end up in production. You're going to have like a mold made so they can right. create them faster. Right. It'll okay. be... Plastic injection molding, uh, 3D printing is awesome it is. for uh, prototype right. one-off kind of productions. Right. Unfortunately, you know, up until we get ourselves into uh, like the sharper image level, for those that remember sharper image, I, we could mm-hmm. offer. <laughs> we might be able to offer you know one-off production models, you know, out, out of 3D printed, but it's it's still a very, very expensive yeah. uh, process. Well, so we're, um, we're excited because, I, I mean, I know I'm excited. I, I, yeah, I, I, for one, would kill to have one of these, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I host card games quite often, cards against humanity, what have you, and this um, would be a fantastic centerpiece. So I'll say, Nick, when I had it for, uh, for a board game at my house, um, I think we were pouring cider out of it, actually. Mm-hmm. What's beautiful about this is it was right next to the table, basically. Not not so close where we're playing next to the board, but mm-hmm. off to the side. So people just had to swing over, pour themselves a fresh fresh uh, cider, and it was cold, and it was just like there, ready for people to enjoy. That's the, it's the convenience factor that I, we enjoyed the most. And, and, and that's the other thing. You know, you're saying we've been talking beer thus far, but you, yeah, cider, you can do. Well, I was going to segue. I mean, it's a perfect segue into this whole thing. Y- you can do anything. Coffee, cold, yes. co- cold, cold brew, brew coffee, yeah. kombucha. kombucha. Kombucha is a wow. perfect one because kombucha naturally uh, fermented mm-hmm. still has a little bit of carbonation. Mm-hmm. You want to hang on to that carbonation, you can right. put it in here. Cider, you mentioned. The other thing that we haven't talked about is cocktails. Oh, my goodness. You could yeah. actually do, and yeah. we we did it a couple of times, uh, just as a one-off kind of thing. You do a batch cocktail yeah. in here. Let's say, just for... A moment that you want to do your own like special version of a of a Manhattan, okay, or an old fashioned, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to do you want to kick your bourbon up a notch or two, right? You can make the cocktail ahead of time. You can throw that vanilla pod in there. You can oh throw goodness. a stave of oak in there, oh. or 
you know, take a take a stave of oh, oak and char right it, <laughs> drop it down inside there, let it let it age for a little while, yeah. and now hook it up to this. Put a little cup of maraschino uh, maraschino. Well, you wouldn't want to use maraschino cherries on this one. You'd want to use the right. uh, the, the the fancy um, Italian ones. That is, and put it right next to it. And y- you know, the only thing you have to worry about is the small channels of mm-hmm. of liquid. You don't want to do like a pulpy drink, right? right? Because you're yeah. going to clog the line. So but if I- you keep your drink clean, and then you do gin and tonic, you could do a gin and tonic uh-huh. in here and keep the tonic carbonated. <laughs> Yeah, and then just put the limes on the side, and people pour their gin and tonic. And wow, yeah, it's highly versatile. Guys, thank you so much for showing us this. This has been fantastic. I can't wait to see this thing in production. I think you guys are going to have great success. I really, honestly believe that this thing is going to work. Yeah, for there's no doubt in my mind that it's the well, product yeah, itself Nick, is it's Nick incredible. Bought one, and he's looking. He's, he's, Put your credit card away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything else that you guys want to add, or you, you, we, do we cover it all? I, I will say, when it comes to production um, and our local headquarters, mm-hmm. one of our big missions is to help the underserved with job opportunities. Awesome. So one thing when we set up a workspace that we're going to do is work with local organizations. Open Hearth Works is one of them. They're the uh, leader of another organization locally, I think, in on Park Street. Um, and I know a couple. So our, our goal is to work with these organizations to bring in some people who haven't been able to find work for whatever reason. They're mm-hmm. just chronically under un- right. unemployed or underemployed. We're going to bring them in. Yeah. It's bad luck, right? right? There's good people out there that just want to yeah. provide for themselves. So we want to get give them that stepping stone into our facility, and, awesome. and they'll help us assemble these things, help us with order fulfillment, shipping these things out to customers around the country, hopefully around the world. And uh, get them on to better things, build their resume, and, and get them on their feet. That's what we want to do. So that's that a big part awesome. of our mission. Yeah, that's yep. incredible. I mean, we got an incredible product, incredible people, great yeah. mission statement, you know, looking out for people who need it. So we can't really get much better than that. Yeah. And, and that's where our tagline, Pour Proudly, is. That's what it really means. It's wow. not just enjoying yep. local beer or beverages in the right, right way, but it's also the meaning behind what we're doing as a company and how that's, we're trying to make this world a better yeah, place. That's helping community and most of the stuff back to the you know craft brewing. It's yeah. also a community, you know? Absolutely. Right, right. It's, it's putting the profits, and, and all businesses out there to make a, make a buck, right? Sure, absolutely. It, 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 they're not just lining their own pockets with those bucks, too. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're going out and they're investing in the local communities around. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing charitable work with their money as well. Mm-hmm. But they're also employing local people. Exactly. And so the idea is to cut out, not 100%, but cut out that middleman of the beer distributor and the liquor store mm-hmm. and go straight to your brewery right? and have this thing, have this growler filled. And, s- right? and support those small brewers. Support those businesses. small, right, yeah. right. I'd, I would much rather, w- we were shocked how much money actually goes back to the brewer if you buy a four-pack mm-hmm. in the in the local yeah. liquor store. It's and not it's great. not no. a lot. The majority of that margin goes back to the distributor itself, exactly. a little bit goes back to the liquor store and even less goes back to the brewery itself. Right. So yeah. we want to get that money into the hands of people that can do good with it. Mm-hmm. And then for us, you know, the good that we're going to do with it is, like Rob said, give back to the community by targeting the employment of those underserved communities and, you know, provide them that helping hand and that teachable skill Excellent. and have them carry it forward that is awesome from there i, mm-hmm. I truly mean that that is, that is yeah, and that's why from the bottom of my heart i thank you for that you right know, that's that's a great, great thing you can be doing yeah. we're also going to have make sure that that the majority of what we do uh manufacture uh here in the u.s we're, we're targeting specifically connecticut places mm-hmm. to do the 
the plastics gotcha. on this. And and we are, I mean, you know, trying to do our part green as well. We're, we're oh, trying yeah. to look at the, the greener processes and the greener raw materials mm-hmm. to use in the manufacture of this. Well, sustainability uh, is one of your, your big things, and that's exactly. absolutely true. You know, you exactly. go back with that uh, growler container and mm-hmm. have it refilled. Right. You know, there's recycling going on right there, just mm-hmm. that you're not just tossing that bottle. You're reusing and exactly beautiful yeah, I mean, i'm not beautiful. surprised exactly. to hear any of that from start to finish i've just you've been planning for everything yeah so that's, uh, that's yeah, not that's surprising we to hear to, about that yeah that's what we were trying to do well folks go to growlerpower.com you can see more about the product there you can also find them on instagram you can find them on tiktok you can find them also on facebook correct yeah all those Indeed. platforms and check this thing out Get ready to order it. You're going to love it. I love it. That's for sure. Your parties are going to be much bigger and better because of it. And the community is going to profit from it. So, again, fellas, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a win, 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 win. I I mean, I can't say that word enough. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. It's our pleasure. All right. We'll be right back after this commercial break. We've secretly replaced Stanley's coffee with the great taste of morning beer. Let's see what he does. Huh? Wow. Hello, Mr. Matheson? It's Stanley. I don't think I'll be at work today. Uh, Yep. Uh huh. Right now, I really don't give a shit about your production. As a matter of fact, you can go yourself. Morning beer. It wakes you up and fills you up with liquid courage. Morning beer is not responsible for anything that happens to you after you have your morning cup. Okay, we're back. And Nick has brought us a little gift here. He brought us from uh, Night Shift Brewing, Strongest Female Lead. You got any information on this, Nick? So this is a triple IPA with Pomelo Zest. Now, looking around the can, I couldn't really find a hot profile or even the percentage, which is okay. So I had to go to untap for that. So we're looking at a 9%, which, Mm. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. And the as far as a hot profile, we have some New Zealand Cascade. Mm-hmm. We have Topaz. Okay. Some Vic Secret Hops. Nice. And as well as notes of lemongrass, mm-hmm. ruby red grapefruit, and pineapple. So we can definitely expect this to be a little sweet here. Yeah, definitely. All right, nice. So I'm expecting a lot of citrus, especially with the the Vic Secret. Well, let's let's catch the aroma. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely. Catching the citrus and it's very sweet aroma. It is very, very yeah, good though. That, that sweet uh, pineapples in there. For it's me, nice. it's lemongrass. Actually, is what's catching my nose. Nice. Okay. Well, let's give it a taste. All right. Oh, a little dank up front, but not bad. Not as sweet as I was expecting. Mm. Honestly, I'm catching like some uh, like lemon rind. Actually, yeah. Well, of course, that's that lemongrass. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, definitely the forefront of flavor right there for me is that lemon. Yeah, that's not bad though. Now 
Untap. What what do you got for a rating on Untap? I believe that was a three point nine four. Three point nine four. Okay. So with me, honestly, um, I'm going to be pretty close to that. I'm going to say uh, three and a half. Three and a half for me. Let me take one more sip, and I'll give you a more accurate one. Just about three and a half. I'm going to 3.45, honestly. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's uh, Night Shift Brewing, strongest female lead. Uh, Triple IPA. It's tasty. I I would say go right ahead, especially if you're someone who likes the slightly bitter IPAs. And I'm not talking West Coast bitter. I'm talking, you know, a little bit bitter for New England. You're going to love this. So right up your alley. I think it's a good beer, and uh, we're going to leave it at that. Hey. To the women of Night Shift, you did a good job. Awesome. Hey, one more thing. Didn't you say that they were were donating proceeds? So the proceeds, a portion of them, will be donated to the Boston Area Rape Crisis Center. Oh, that's that's awesome. Exactly. That alone, paired with how good this actually is, you got to get some. Yeah. (laughs) Ladies, excellent job. Excellent job. Uh, I commend you for everything you've done with making the beer and and the proceeds going to that uh, crisis center. Fantastic. Well, here's to you, ladies. And now, Bud's Beer Blur presents Hops 101. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a little segment we like to call Hops 101 where I get to tell you a little something about some hops that uh, might be in your beer right now. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know what you're drinking? <laughs> right? So, with that in mind, let's take a look at Bravo Hops. Developed by the Hopsteiner Breeding Program, I kid you not, Hopsteiner, and released in 2006, Bravo is a second-generation Super Alpha variety. It is an excellent bittering variety and can provide pleasant fruit and sweet floral aroma characteristics in some applications. Hmm, nice. All right, let's take a look at the technical specifications. The aroma profile is citrus, floral, sweet fruit, tropical, and woody. (laughs) Flavor profile is sweet fruit, citrus, and floral. Goes right along with that aroma profile. Alpha acids, 14 to 18%. Now, that's up there, okay? So the typical usage is bittering, but it's a clean bittering. It's smooth. The common style of beers is an American ale and a strong German lager. Let's deep dive into Bravo here. Bravo typically sits around the 14 to 17% alpha acid, and because of this, it quickly became a preferred bittering hop for both professional and home brewers. Despite its well-respected reputation as being a bittering hop, Bravo isn't as one-dimensional as it might seem because it also contributes fruity and floral tones that work well in IPAs, Pale ales and red ales. You know, if you don't really feel like using Bravo, or you can't get your hands on it, which would be kind of hard to believe, Bravo hops carry a lot of the same flavor profiles and characteristics as Chinook, Columbus, and Warrior, making these hops the best substitutes in your recipe. Well, that's all I have for Bravo hops. You can find this hop along with many others on BudsBeerBlurb.com. Just click on Hops 101 at the top menu for all the pertinent information on your favorite hops. We'll be adding more hops to our database continually, so be sure to stop by from time to time to view all the updates. Well, there you have it, our very first episode. But there's lots more to come. 
Bud's Beer Blurb, the podcast, can be heard on Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker by iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, YouTube, which will give you added features, and of course on our blog site at budsbeerblurb.com. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search at Bud's Beer Blurb and we'll pop right up. Be sure to follow us as we will post updates about the podcast as well as all kinds of content that is exclusive to our social media platforms. If you need to contact us, you could do so by emailing us at budsbeerblurb at gmail.com or message us through our Instagram. I wanted to let you know that we have merch. That's right. A variety of t-shirts, hats, pint glasses, and a whole lot more. You can find our online store at buds-beer-blurb.printify.me. This podcast is made possible by the support of its listeners. We appreciate each and every one of our supporters. And if you'd like to become a supporter, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash budsbeerblurb. If you want to make things easy on yourself, you can find access to all of our online sites and platforms on our Linktree page. Just go to linktr.ee backslash budsbeerblurb. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash budsbeerblurb. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time on Bud's Beer Blurb.